This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I've never met a person who lives in as much fear of his mother as you do. You know what I should tell my mother what we do in here at night? What, that you play video games and I fall asleep unfulfilled? Oh, she calls you callow in here. You say that like it's bad. Well, it means frightened and weak-willed. That was the only part of the letter I thought was complimentary. This is Brody's private hell. Where the hell did that come from? What's going on here? And these... Brody man, Nietzsche Nochies! ...are his friends. You know about this game show thing they got going on here? Well, we need you guys to somehow ensure that it doesn't happen. Truth or date? The second suitor, would you ever make Whoopi in public? Uh, uh, I, I think that's kind of personal. I don't think I should answer that. Mall rats. You said it was a good size. When a girl says it's a good size, it's a nice way of saying that it's small. What else did you expect from the director of Clerks? Hey! Yeah. Save a horse, ride a cowboy? Robin? Oh, that's big and rich. Welcome to Recap and Gown, a podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish, class of 04's own Big Hearn, Dave Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Not, not much, man. I was I played I played some golf on Sunday. I got sunburned. I'm all red. Oh, boy. Um it's, it's unpleasant, but I hit about 200 golf balls, and That's man, many. hadn't done that in a while. Feels good. I like the weather. I'm a fan. Dave, um, you've seen me golf. I've hit less than 200 golf balls cumulatively in my lifetime. Yeah. I'm. What can I say? And I'm excited to talk about this movie. It's actually one of my favorites from back in the day. Fuck yeah. I am very pumped for this. Uh, also, joining us in the class of 03, she is one half of our very own Texas two-step, the one and only big sis, Megan Mills. What up, Megan? Um, I am also pumped about the weather. However, Austin allergies right now are like off the charts. In oh. fact, it says mold is both medium and high, which I <laughs> oh, no. must be two different types of mold. I don't know. Um, what was that, what was that weird fever you guys had before? A few we have cedar ago? fever. That's cedar also fever. high right now. Trees are like high. Grass is medium. Yeah, like scarlet fever and so Bella. I can't put anything, I can't put contacts in my eyes for more than two oh, hours. Um, it's wild. Sounds, sounds terrible. Yeah, sounds terrible. Austin plague. Good Lord. Mm. Uh, rounding out the two-step, this podcast, chief economics and trivia correspondent from the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana? 
Not much. I think the solution to the allergy problem is just not going outside. I've been like stuck in my house at my desk. We'll do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, it's no. 80 degrees. Oh, it's nice. It's 50 and pouring rain here. <laughs> it was nice for one week, two weeks ago. It's been shitty ever since. I got I, daffodils are coming up all confused and shit. Anyway, that's uh, for our, our gardening podcast. Joining mm. us this week, he is our first ever three-time guest from the class of 03, Bobby the Hitman Clausen. What up, Bob? Hello. It's nice to be back. Three the hard way. Hello. God, you get worse every time. Eventually, it's going to fall down and spill I'm yourself. Bob. Hello. How are you? I'm Bob. Hello. Yeah, it's great to be back. Oh, brother. Uh, now, Bob, um, I may be mistaken. I think you're the only one on this pod who's ever worked in the mall, but you've had two jobs at Fox Valley, right? Yes, I worked at PacSun, and then I worked at Zoomies. Very diverse portfolio. It's the same fucking um, store. Both skate and surf, um, you know, ec- economica. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you uh-huh. work yeah. with Dana, was that a hand raise? Yes, hand raise? I worked in the mall. I worked. Resume? Yeah, the Mammoth Mall. Okay. Jersey. What store did you work at? Uh, finish Line. Okay, that checks out. <laughs> What? That all makes sense. You were an athlete. That makes sense. At finish line, oh. Bobby was like a wayfish skater. So Pac Sun and Zoomies make sense for him. Okay. I think um, the episode we talked about. I also you never had a worked job at- before. I thought in high school. It was like you the summer. You wanted to go to Europe on your parents' dime. It was uh, the summer between senior year of high school and freshman year of college. Okay. So That's it was like different. three months. I tried to get a job at the new Chili's. Oh. But I'd never hosted before, and like one of my talents was, I think I wrote on it a million dollar smile. I was like oh, being a real ass. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that would have put you classic in nachos for everyone. You guys would have yes. been in direct competition. Megan was career. Applebee's. Yeah, I did also work in the mall um, oh, for three weeks. Yeah, where I worked at the Limited, folding sweaters oh during Christmas, and re- refused to ever work in retail ever again after that. Retail's Good. rough. Especially during, yeah, you picked the worst time to work retail. Yeah, and it's sweater yeah. folding is a very specific folding. Yeah, I started um, working at a video game store at Christmas time. And uh, that was also some real shit because it was wild. Everything was kids knocking everything over and running around the store going crazy. That was a, a bad decision, but they laid everybody else off and kept me. So I guess I did all right. Mm. Yeah. Um, now, the reason that I wanted to bring up mall jobs is because this week we're talking about the 1995 Kevin Smith classic Mall Rats. Uh, it is available on Google Play, Apple TV, Amazon Prime, Fandango, Redbox, Vudu. Those are all rental. Uh, Bob told me it's also available on Tubi with ads. I didn't know Tubi existed. It's a thing. Tubi. 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 B.I. It's to be. To yeah. be. To be. Or tubby, not to be. To be. All right. Short for tuberculosis. Yeah. Um, the synopsis via Rotten Tomatoes, T.S. and his best friend Brody take a trip to the mall after their girlfriends break up with them. T.S.'s girlfriend Brandy is participating in a dating game show at the mall, which was the initial cause of their breakup. Meanwhile, Brody's ex Renee has begun dating sleazy store manager Shannon. T.S. and Brody seek out ways to ruin the game show, hunted all the while by Brandy's father, Jared. That is a solid synopsis. 
<laughs> Bravo this time around. That was a good one. Mr. S- Mr. Svenning's name is Jared? Uh, yeah, they say it once, I think. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Svenning. Um, Big Sis, you want to give us a rundown of who's in this movie? Yeah, although um, after one of our latest reviews, I got to spice up this cast rundown. Spicy. Oh. Fuck that and fuck him. Yeah, watch out. All right, so we have Shannon Doherty as Renee. Um, Jeremy London, one of our um, infamous twins from back in the day, plays mm-hmm. T.S., which I don't really like that name. T.S. I want to know what it stands for. No, that's because it's not a name. We called the kid T.S. Uh, back in the day after the best summer ever. Is that, um, oh. Ryan Luciano? Oh. The shit. Oh, that was, that oh. was a good summer. <laughs> that was the best <laughs> summer ever. I saw that kid <laughs> lay his head on a case of coke and he was perfectly fine to sleep there it was incredible yes um, back to this cast back to the cast we have jason lee plays brody uh claire forlani forlani is forlani forlani okay yeah um she's cute she plays brandy she cute. uh ben affleck early on ben plays shannon which should never be a, a male name in my opinion Ooh, that's um i know uh, sorry um joy lauren adams who i always forget her name and i was trying to guess it while i was on the trail and i was like is it lauren adams michael oh, wow. lauren michael adams <laughs> <laughs> i got the michael lauren adams i don't know i knew it was a boy's name and i can't oh, remember brother all right. Anyway, she plays Gwen. Um, Renee Humphrey plays Trisha. Jason Muse, so mm-hmm. Jay plays yeah. Jay. Jay plays himself. Um, I was like, I don't even know that was his name. Um, Ethan Supley plays William. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. He's Stan Lee before. plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stan Lee plays himself. Where's Silent Bob? He's probably oh. in there somewhere. Kevin I mean, Smith. He doesn't speak, so I guess he's not, he's not in this one. list. He's got one line. He's not listed. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Smith uncredited. IMDb is not listed. Okay. Kevin Smith is wow. silly Bob. Silly Bob. Uh, Priscilla Barnes plays Ivana. Michael Rooker plays Spenning, who doesn't have a first name in this cast list. Jeez. That's about it. Yeah. All right. All right. The, the hips. Yeah, they got all the important ones. Um. Let's quick go around the horn here and give some memories of the first time we saw this. Uh, Dana, we'll get started with you. Well, I do remember trying to watch this before and falling asleep. Oh, my God. So, Well, you're 80, so I guess that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I am. Um, so Sunday was the first time I'd ever watched it all the way through. Oh, so wow. This is going to be a lot of fun then. Um, Bob, how about you? Oh, I mean, I have very fond memories. I saw this at the perfect age. I was uh, going into freshman year of high school mm-hmm. and there was a, a a little bit of an i mean he was a sophomore so he was only a little older but he introduced us to clerks and after seeing clerks um just you know that level of profanity and that type <laughs> of dialogue was pretty appealing to us um so we immediately checked out mall rats and uh that individual he he ended up going on to be the mascot he would play the mascot okay. at I our that's high school was. yeah so that's yeah that's who it was and in that hindsight fella. he was mm-hmm. really a lot like Brody um, yeah. so to me that was always I always kind of connected the two they even kind of have a similar smile uh this is all very me. accurate correct <laughs> and yeah. uh, so I have a really fond memory of it and uh it holds uh you know very near and dear and also like everyone in it you know I mean with the exception of T.S. Jeremy London um 
you know, went on to do at least a couple other things uh, of note. So it always kind of stuck with me. I yeah. won't take the London Twin slander. They were on the CW and WB oh, shows. Of course so they were. Stop it. Sounds about right. I think I, yeah, I think you just backed me up there. <laughs> <laughs> Prove the point. For one of them. Oh boy, Dave. How about you? Uh go way back with this one. Uh, good buddy of mine, Matt. His mom was a pastor and wouldn't let him watch anything fun, but he'd go to his dad's every other weekend. And he'd get all these videotapes that he would have to hide from his mom. And one of them uh, was, well, the first couple were clerks and mall rats. And he's like, dude, you got to check this shit out. It's incredible. <laughs> um, and yeah, just laughs. And they seem to be amplified when you're 12, 13. You're like, oh, he said, fuck, oh my God. This is amazing. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Get yeah. that. Megan, how about you? Um, so this is the first time to watch it wow for you and dana okay wow, I, am, I didn't know that heading in now i'm very intrigued at uh where this episode's gonna go because i mm. thought this is a classic do we think there's a chance alive. do we think there's a chance that more uh men watch this young ah. men uh, watch this growing up than young well, ladies i'm gonna go no. ahead and say that kevin smith movies are not really they're more aimed towards us. This movie, that's spe- hard to believe. It spectacularly fails the Bechdel test. Yeah, I'm like a Clerks fan though. Like I've mm. seen Clerks and Clerks Two many, many times. So yeah. like, oh okay. And like Dogma is the film. You, I'm like a film I, I love fan. Dogma. Yeah. yeah, I love Dogma. Wow. Dogma great. Yeah. 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 Wow. Does this one escape my radar? Huh. All right. Well. Um, for me, this is another one that was introduced to me by Eric Bramwell, who seems to come up a lot more often than I would have thought on this pod. Um, for you guys at home, uh, Eric in high school very much thought of himself as a Brody, but he was a total TS. Um, mm. Anyway, I, I remember he brought it over one day in the summer. I'm not sure what summer this would have been, but we were so influenced by it that uh, we went to the mall immediately after finishing it and had like a very serious debate over whether Auntie Anne's pretzels are part of the food court or not. Like we reenacted that whole thing and we were laughing like idiots and smiling so big in that moment. So can I just interject and say, that's what you did after watching every movie. Um, Before, after, sometimes we pause in the middle and go do that. Like we we were all constantly um, for a couple of summers, like back to back. So yeah, that, that, we probably would have gone anyway, I guess. We had nothing else that to do. That was the best part about working in the mall. You just got to hang out with a lot of your friends all day. Yeah, mm-hmm. very accurate. It's um, not really a lot of work. <laughs> don't tell unless, your old boss. Unless you work at the limited in the sweater section during Christmas. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that sweater section, people are cold, Megan, in Chicago. People they, are just, they just like, throw the sweaters around willy-nilly. Yeah. People are cold, <laughs> Megan. They're so cold. Oh, oh my brother. God. Oh, uh, Dana, since this was your first time watching this, did this make the grade for you or should they have held it back? Uh, pregnant I don't... pause. What? <laughs> it's a pregnant pause is what that is. It's like... <gasps> I, I always hate having to go first. I know this is coming because I go first every time. That's because and... you're on top of the... I have, I have our Zoom vertically and you're always on top for some reason. Probably because you're... Oh, I know, I know. Because it's my Zoom. Um... But uh, I'm dragging this out. I really, it, it was, it was fine. Okay, a C. It yeah. passes for you. Okay. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, Bob, having re-seen this as an adult, did it make the grade for you or should they have held it back? Passed with flying colors. Yeah, because it's great. Dave? 
I watched it again with Bob and we laughed our little butts off and it was so we funny. Sure did. We had a great time. So yeah, it's it still holds up. All right, big sis. So this is a hard question because because not having seen it before, it was definitely a movie of its time. And I had to put my Jay and oh. Silent Bob hat on yeah. and like watch it. Yeah. Um, it, I was intrigued by the beginning of a lot of these people's careers and I thought it was interesting. So I will give it like a C minus, like it passed, but. Oh my God. Okay. So it was of hard. Course, this made the grade for me in a major way. Um, I haven't seen it in probably like 15 years, but so much of the writing still feels really sharp. Almost all of the humor still hit for me the way that it's supposed to. Uh, not a lot of it fell flat, which can often happen with movies that are this old. Um, really reminded me of like the countless, countless hours that, as I said, we used to spend at Fox Valley Mall doing legit nothing. So like this, this not only made me laugh, but it also made me nostalgic for like this whole time period. So yeah, this, this hit a complete home run for your boy. Um, before we jump into our segments and the recap here, does anybody have any fun facts on this one? I do. Um, the studio who produced this did not want Jason Mewes to play Jay. And Kevin Smith's like, but he already played Jay. In what did they want? Clerks. They made, so they made Jay audition, and then they also had Seth Green and Brecken Myers also audition, and they felt very awkward about it. They're like, Jay what are is we doing? Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Brecken so, Meyer as Jay. Get the fuck out of here. They, <laughs> kept, they kept Seth Green on standby, just because, like, Jason Mewes literally had one shot to get this, like, they're like, we'll give you one day of filming. And if he doesn't nail it, we're bringing, like, we're bringing in Seth Green. It's the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. Like, right? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, he like, is Jay. Oh, like, God, that, I would have been, yeah. I'd have been outraged, number one, if I was him. Um, yeah. But he, I feel like he did nail it, so maybe he, like, needed some fire under his ass, but, like, yeah. the insult of, like, we need somebody else to come in and play you. This is like, well... We're going to have somebody else come in and play Michael Jordan in Space Jam. Um, do you know Clyde Drexler's number? Because we're going to have him play your role, I think. What is it like? Michael Jordan is doing that. Iconic thing. Like, he was just Kevin Smith's buddy that got him, like, cast in Clerks. You know, like, it isn't like, I think comparing it to Michael Jordan is, is a bit, that's a stretch. He's Michael Jordan. Um, <laughs> any other contacts? Um... In case you needed more Mallrats, there's a 123-minute extended edition. There is a Snyder cut of this movie, and it's oh. it is fucking it is bonkers. It goes in because there are a lot of lines that are kind of like throwaway lines that mm -hmm. were originally meant to be like full segments of the movie. There's a part where the governor of New Jersey shows up, and and um, oh, wow, it it, it 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 gets a little wild. So if you have a the opportunity to check out the 10-year anniversary edition. You can watch another, what, 30-something minutes. Yeah, 30 yeah. And, uh, and it's pretty wild. Well, because um, originally T.S. accidentally kills the gover governor of New Jersey or something, and that's probably pretty bad. Oh, brother. Um, I, I Wait, need to what? know, did, um, did uh, Ebert watch this or no? Is yeah, did. Ebert review? Did he like it? He just it? didn't. 
he didn't say anything that, that, that I was too that was like fun, but oh. he gave it one and a half out of four, oh. which is which shows. And and he had a comment about uh, when he'd met up with Kevin Smith before he saw this movie. He's like, before Mallrats was released, I chaired a panel that Kevin Smith participated in, and Kevin Smith cheerfully said he'd be happy to do whatever the studios wanted if they'd pay for his films. At the time, I thought he was joking. But he saw this movie and he's oh. like, that's kind of what ended up happening from what he could see. They spent a lot of money on a movie. And Let's I don't know. The reason Ebert didn't like it, not enough horny teens hooking up. Not enough horny teens. He does love no. horny teens. He's really into horny teens, it turns out. Yeah. But I do have a question about where all the money actually did go in this movie. Um, like renting them all. <laughs> it only cost him like $10,000. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... I uh... They had to have a stunt coordinator for some of this stuff. Uh, I don't think it costs that much. Family doesn't come cheap, I'm sure. Um, it's probably a lot cheaper than you'd think. Um, <laughs> they built the stage. I don't know. Okay. All it was right. only $8 million. That you know, goes a lot farther than you think. In Minnesota, that's what I filmed it. So. Well, Almost, you know what? Maybe it's cheaper the to film up there. The was made for $8 million. Well, you also had to cast Shannon Doherty, and I'm sure she wasn't cheap at this time either. It mm. wouldn't have gotten made without her. And you had to pay for Ben Affleck's posse at the time because he was starting to get cool. Oh, yeah. He had just sold uh, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting, yeah. You got to pay for my peeps, bro. You got to pay for my peeps. Yeah, so a lot of this money just went to graft, I think, is the answer <laughs> to that question. Standard-level corruption. That's the movie industry, man. Everyone's at the edge. It's like... <laughs> exactly that. Yummy. Exactly mm-hmm. that. Um, listen, I, I don't know how we can talk about this movie without like first getting into um, some of these performances. Uh, Like Megan said, this is early on for a lot of people in their career, but like these are some of my favorite performances from some of these actors. Um, I I love, there's a movie called Big Trouble that I think I like more of a Jason Lee role, but I love Jason Lee. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, The one they delayed because of 9-11. Yeah. uh, Sofia Vergara is in that too. You guys, uh, DJ Qualls is in it. Um, Heavy D, it's a good movie. Giant Knoxville. I'm a big fan of uh, My Name Is Earl. Is he in I've that not seen it, mm-hmm. but I yep. I know it's people. Really good. It. Yeah, it's really I, I hear good. nothing but good. He is in it. But like okay. the watching this um, as an adult, like I, I like I said, I haven't seen it in probably 15 years or so. Um, but seeing it again as an adult, I'm like, this dude is the full aspirational figure for like every comic book slacker that there was at the time. Um, like, I don't think it hit that way for me when I was, you know, 20 years old. But now that I'm an adult, I'm like, oh, yeah, like he's he's got like nothing going for him, but he is still the coolest character in this movie. And I'm sure there are a lot of dudes who were very much like him who didn't really have a lot going for them, but were like into some nerdy shit who wanted to be Brody. Like that, I feel like this is kind of what they were all shooting for. Right, whether it was comics or music or- Baseball cards, uh, man, 95. Whatever, whatever their thing was, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I- I don't think until I sat down and like kept track, I don't think I noticed how many of the best lines went to him and like the best moments went to him. I, mm. in my mind, like this is, you know, TS is the star of the movie. This is like a movie about TS getting his girl back, but like Brody he is not the star of this movie. Well, no. I think, he, yeah. I don't know, man. no, Jason Lee is, Jason Lee is 100% the 
the star of this movie. I don't care whose name is first. Um, Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's his movie. He, he steals every scene. True. Yeah. You, Jeremy London is the eye candy and like, you know, the person that you have to come rescue. But I I would say too, is like seeing this fresh. Jason Lee, I think was one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, um, there's a moment that like I busted up laughing every time that it came back to it when he was just like busting Gil's chops during truth or date. Like this poor sad sack Gil is just trying to be on a dating show. And every time he says something, I know it's Dante. It's, it's clean shaven Dante with stupid long hair. (laughs) He plays a lame guy. So good. good. Every time he says anything, it's just, bro. He's like, fuck you, Gil. I'll I'll (laughs) take you to an opera. An, an opera, and then we'll go to the Cheese House. I'm like, why would you say go to a place called the Cheese House? Uh, oh, he's like, that's the lamest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I just I every that. time, sounds like a date rapist. <laughs> I loved it every time. Um, there was also like a really kind of a silly little character trait that they pop in here for really no reason, but it was um, Brody carrying around his little teeny tiny beverage cup. Yep. Um, they they mention it like two times when they first walk into the mall. He's like, "You're really making that thing last." <laughs> That's all he says, and he gets bumped into and spills it. And then later on, we see him ask someone in the food court to fill it with Coke and no ice, because like one ice cube would fill the whole cup. No room, no room. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I there was no reason to do this. It doesn't ever come back into anything. I'm just like a sucker for a weird idiosyncratic little like thing for a character. It's free refills yeah. of a Dixie cup. Just, yeah, it doesn't even look like the mall cup. Yeah, he's it's, like, it's he's like technically, cup. technically, you want to fill glass. this up with with this much? Because he no, he figures well, I'll bring the most ridiculous cup I have. Yeah, who's gonna say no to this? I mean, they want me to go away. They'll fill it up and then they'll I'll go away. Yeah, I, I just it's it's such a dumb. I I want to know the origin of that. Like, I want to know where that came into play. Yeah. I think it's from what I was reading because I read a lot oh, of like anniversary research. things. Um, it's like a trait of someone that like Kevin Smith knows that that person just like walks around. See, that makes sense. I get that. Then a little reference. Itty bitty cup. We don't know. Itty bitty baby cup. Yeah, it's funny. It definitely uh, caught my eye. I was like, "What the fuck's with the cup?" Yeah, and he has it in every shot, and he sips mm-hmm. out of it often. So, so he's obviously getting refills over and over again all day long with this thing. Um, <laughs> Tiniest. Tiniest sips. Get a bigger cup. No, just tiny. It's like it's like those little espresso cups when 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 you go to like uh, I can't even think of my fancy cafe. It's like (laughs) okay, done, done. Exactly that. Just that that much order shot. Yeah, that's all you need. Two questions about Brody since we're talking about him. Do it. First one is so he's obsessed with comic books. We see earlier in the film that like he lives in his mom's basement and they are just like file cabinets upon filing cabinets of comic books. Mm. How does he pay for them? Because Renee breaks up with him because he's a oh. shiftless layabout. Mm. I do have an answer for this. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's a real answer, but here's my okay. answer. Um, when I no, was, I need it to be factual. Like 100, we're, ta- we're talking about a, I've, a I've also character done and I would research. really like it to be realistic. <laughs> Tell so us the when, truth, Brian. Tell us the truth. <laughs> When I was a yeah. kid, uh, I was super into comics too. Um, I think that's a big part of the reason that I'm an illustrator now. And I remember going to like the grocery store, just you know, with mom or whatever, and they had a rack of comics like in the grocery store. 
this would have been at like uh, Kroger because I was in Texas at the time. Oh. And they were going for like 25 cents or like 75 cents. They were cheap as shit. Yep. So I don't know if any of his comics were expensive oh. when he got them. I mean, he could have, okay. if you're, if you're somebody who's, they mentioned at one point that he was collecting and like treating his comics properly back in the sixth grade, which would have been like oh, wow. 10 years before this, at least. So mm-hmm. I could see a case where he just was a kid that would go to the comic book store once a week when they came out with like two bucks and come back with two comics and okay. just build up a, you know, a pretty nice catalog that way. Yeah. And then you just collect the bags, also- the bags and the boards over time. Yeah. Yeah. Those those end up costing more yeah. than the fucking comics do. <laughs> Gotta yeah. board them. Yeah. Um, and the value is in you know the rarest of the rare and in complete collections, which you build up over time. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean they're not all very expensive. And frankly, a lot of comics are not that good. As somebody who I don't have many anymore, <laughs> like I used yeah. to have a lot. Man, a lot of the a lot of the X Men comics are real forgettable. Like a lot of the villains are pretty whack. There's um. There was a, a series, I think, on A&E about, like, Stan Lee and Marvel in the early days. And he's like, at one point, I ran out of ideas for making villains. And I just started calling them sound effects. And there was, like, a whole bunch of covers of, like, Thwack the monster. And, like, <laughs> I think Fing Fang Foom is a big dragon. He's like, I didn't have any ideas. I just made noises and said they were villains. <laughs> so Blurple, the like, purple, blurple, purple. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Um, now... We did mention, obviously, this is a Jay and Silent Bob movie. Um, do we want to go around here? I would make the argument this is their best role ever. Like, this is the Jay and Silent Bob movie where I like them the most. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's an unpopular hot take, so I'm going to clear out of the yeah, way. We're all, Savage we're all I'm going to come back in and win the argument <laughs> at the end here. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good take because there's just enough. You know, in Clerks, right. you could say there's not enough. Um in their own movie, there's probably way too much. There's too much. Um, so I don't think that take is hot. I'd say that's a tepid take. A, a good old teacher. A room temperature take. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is me not knowing much about the Jay and Silent Bob franchise. Do they do anything outside of movies or do they only appear in movies? Like, do they have real jobs? There's the Clerks no, cartoons. Like, yeah. Okay. Oh, there's a couple yeah. other things. There's yeah. other things. There's yeah, they volunteer for um, Girl Scouts of America, and they have their own cookie line. Okay. That's come out <laughs> I, the past. I just, okay, I, I just mean, like, they remind me of, like, a lot of, uh, I don't know, like, um, like are you partner. Asking, are, they, are they like Ernest, where they have, like, a, <laughs> no. an, ad, an ad career to no, like, and shit? <laughs> no, it's like, I really loved Robin Big. Because okay. they were on a 30-minute TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're kind of like a similar dynamic, although these guys are like way, you know, quirkier, I would say. And then like there's like the Penn and Teller who are kind of like a Jay and Silent Bob. They uh, are. But they're like the this, other is fan- this is yeah. a fantastic take. I love that. Yeah, I go back to Robin Big. Yeah. Save a horse, ride a cowboy? Robin oh, that's big and rich. Rob <laughs> no, is do work, son. Rob Deerdeck and big his bodyguard who was big yeah. black boykin. Yeah. Big black. Okay, yeah, sorry. No. I thought we were saving a horse and riding a cowboy. No, no, no. Anyway, please continue. Cowboy for me. And, but, but like, <laughs> like, and then you have Penn and Teller who are 100% Jay and Silent Bob, like only the not adult high or maybe. Magic. Yeah, like the adult version who does magic. And so I'm just curious because I think like 
I don't know. Like, if out outside of movies, did they have a? Were they a thing? Not really. I mean, they had outside of like the greater Kevin Smith universe. They don't really exist. Yeah. Um, I think I think partially because Jay is a pretty unstable person. Like, he went missing for a while. Like, he's not somebody you can rely on to do other projects. We're lucky he's in this. It could have been Breck and Meyer. Well, this was only the second one. So, like, I think things start to go downhill during, like, the Dogma era. It was after Dogma before Jay and Silent Bob strike back. I think it was when he went missing for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I did like Dogma, though. So I thought that they were better than that movie. There were a couple good performances. There there was a good Jay and Silent Bob scene in Chasing Amy that was kind of different a little more seen chasing amy well that's you know it's it's kind of a little more heartfelt there's some funny stuff and some like stupid like snoochy whatever but it's a little more serious and then the whole dog dog was pretty much dog was james they play a big part in that one yeah and then and then they did their own movie and it kind of went just like yeah for for me as entertaining anymore after that yeah, the, the, the reason that like I think this is the best Bob kind of nailed it like we have the right amount of them they're they they don't really have a ton to do they're just here for like hijinks and shenanigans yeah. um you could like legit remove them from the movie and not really impact the plot all that much um but but isn't that a bad thing yeah. well but if they're the stars of the movie yeah but they're they're here for like you know, I wouldn't even say comic relief because it's a comedy movie, but they're here to like pad out those ninety minutes. Like you take them out, the movie. No, they're essential. Long. They are. Uh, they're essential to the plot. So in that regard, I think it's good. They're just not in every scene, and even could, the ones they're in, you know, they're, they're not overwhelming. Their big plot element is that they get Lafour's like away from uh, Brody and TS the right moment. You could find some other way to do that, but. The, the How would those two guys have gotten so high? Oh, that's a good point. That, well, we, yeah. I, I, I would believe that Brody <laughs> smokes weed. They couldn't have done it on their own, Brian. <laughs> I just also think if you haven't seen Chase and Amy, you are disqualified from this conversation because you have oh, not right. seen yeah. the complete. Yeah, I think I've now complete. seen every of like movie that they're in. Oh, I was going to say seen the Clerks cartoon. I've seen parts of it, yeah. Okay. I fucking love I, the Clerks I used to love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tony Oaks and I would watch that a lot. Uh, the summer before the best summer ever. But he was not there for that summer. Um, yeah. So, you're just yeah, I, That's fair. <laughs> I, I'll, take, I'll take that DQ. Um, I think my favorite element of Jay and Tevin Bob in the movie is these little, like, the blueprints of their elaborate schemes, which yeah. I can't explain why they're so funny to me, probably because I like Jay's voiceovers so much over, like, these yeah. little silly illustrations of them. They're very funny. They're fantastic stuff. Yeah, I'll pull the pin and then we'll smoke a bowl. I'm like, oh, that's shocking. <laughs> this is, this yeah. is fantastic. It's this just, is great. Right over like, his stupid hat. Yeah, it's just, it's just like these little, almost like a little mini movie for two minutes of them with like the blueprints of whatever they're doing with the same illustration of them like hands up at the end celebrating. And then the first one is my favorite because the shot of Silent Bob running at full speed while swinging a sock full of nickels it goes on for a while was it quarters Mm -hmm. yeah he's i just i love the shot of him like this is everyone sees you you're not like sneaking up on somebody you're running toward him toward his face (laughs) like obviously about to commit assault the the end result is not 
the funniest to me of him stepping on the little toy and like, whoa, whoa, that, my God, come, come on, that was come on, you, now. they could have been that better. But just the shot of him, like, all right, here I go, swinging the quarters. That it, it gets me laughing every single time. Um, now we did also mention uh, Ben Affleck is in this movie. Um, ben Affleck, yeah, yeah Ben Hufleck. I, mm. I I did want to ask the pod. Do we think Shannon or O'Banion is the better villain of these two? That is a... I know. Is, That's a tough one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Is Ben Affleck a villain in this? Or oh like, my God, yes. Yeah. Yes. He, I he, mean, he's a villain, but he's like... He did, did you miss his whole monologue about how he like horns in on emotionally like distraught women after a breakup so he can put their his dick in their butt? Like... that. He's a that's yeah. a villainous act. Yeah. He's a loser. Well, they're all kind of losers, but he's king. <laughs> he manages the store at least. He wears that blazer. Yeah, he's a villain. Yeah, um, yeah the blazer, the the buttons configuration. He's got seventeen buttons on the shirt. Yeah, that's buttons. and too much fabric because this is ninety five, so they still had a fabric surplus. Yeah. Sur- surplus it's those all days, huh? Earth tones. So I think that's where I'm like stuck because O'Banion's like crazy, but he just wants to like paddle people. Um, where <laughs> Shannon's whole game is ridiculous, but also it's a good running joke. He's like, I like to get them to, what is the line about? Something about uncomfortable places and everybody goes, oh, yeah. like in the back of a Volkswagen. Yeah, he, he, wants to, he wants to put it, or I think it's have sex with them in a very uncomfortable place or... Put no, it it's a place where place. women women dread. I'm like, Good. oh my god! Yeah. and like his smile during that, he's just so sleazy and so condescending. So yeah, like, I think Shannon's yeah. not great. We also have never talked about school ties versus anti-Semitic. Oh, That's kind of rough. Too. That's we coming. Have to do that, we don't have we? to talk about that one. No, <laughs> we, we definitely. Do. Oh my god! Yes. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think. Should we save that for a, a high holiday, or should we? No. Do a, do a okay. Anyway, moving this? on. I think Shannon's <laughs> yeah, terrible. My options are Banyan and Shannon. I'm going with Shannon. Banyan or Shannon? Shannon. Yeah, I I would also say uh, Shannon. I think O'Banion is like rage personified. Like he's just an unhinged, crazy person who likes physical violence. Yeah. Um, but Shannon. Like, he's got this condescending nature about him, which I feel like is just part of who Ben Affleck is. Yeah. And it just makes him so, like, irritating to look. I'm not, I was never irritated by O'Banion. I was afraid of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Shannon, I'm just like, I want to just, like, like mush that guy in the face. O'Banion made me villain. Mush him in the face. He made me sad. You want your villain, <laughs> you want your villain to inspire fear. And he had, right. O'Banion had the car. He had the car. He had the paddle. He would yeah, I mean, in fairness, they no, all he had, had the car in that movie. No, he had he had been left back. He was a sad character, True. and they ended up getting the best of him with the was it paint or some shit that they yeah they dropped on uh, they dropped white yeah. paint on his yeah. On his I, I was less car. no because I, I I didn't feel sorry for O'Banion, but I I didn't necessarily feel scared for him because people ended up getting the best of him. I was scared for, at, I mean, at the end. Yeah, he's, he's he's a he's a crazy person with a paddle. He he wanted to murder children. I wanted to break butt bones because there's butt there's bones in the butt. They both wanted to break butt bones. If we're being yes, honest, yes, they here. had that in common. They had <laughs> they an both, ass focus. Yikes. Um, now the the last you know actor that I really wanted to get into here and uh, actor quote unquote 
Um, I love this performance of Stan Lee. Um, as I said, okay. you know, I grew up as a comic book kid. Um, Marvel only don't talk DC to me because I don't fucking know any of that shit, but I'll go deep on Marvel with you. Um, I'm not afraid to admit I got a little bit choked up seeing him in this movie. Like his role, he's basically playing Jiminy Cricket. Like he just shows up to give you like sage advice and like steer you on the right path and all of that. It's a genuinely like good monologue that he delivers. But like seeing him at this age, um, you know, relatively young for how we see him in, you know, the later movies that he's in. It just, it, I love him in this movie. It's such a good job out of him. I think a couple quick notes were, one, I thought his advice was slightly troubling at the end, you know, because he cautions him. He says, he says, you know, maybe you should get him help because he's obsessed with superhero uh, penile parts. Genitalia, yeah. Then he says, but he'll probably be okay. Which is it, Stan? Do we need to get him help? Or is he probably going to be okay? Maybe a little of both. Maybe a little of both, too. Yeah, that was my second Brody question about his obsession with superhero genitalia and intercourse, but we can... You know what? I'm not even going to lie to you. As as somebody who grew up reading a lot of these comics, not that weird of of an obsession to me. Um, I I was never into like, well, I want to see them bone. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, these are questions that would probably have come up if I would have kept reading comics at the rate that I read them when I was like 10 up Mm -hmm. until I was like 20. I probably would have been eventually like, okay, how is Lois gonna gonna carry this baby? That's not gonna work at all. Like, I, I would have had a lot of these same thoughts. The thing with his orange dick would not have come up to me. Um, no. I would assume it's rock. If it's made of flesh, it's even weirder. So, like, I would assume rock. Okay, so rock body, orange, fleshy, <laughs> fleshy dick. Yeah, imagine okay. how weird that would look. It I would be assume, odd. It would be I would odd. Assume, yeah, a rock dick. But yeah, I, sure. yeah, I. Stan was Oops. right. Probably get him some help. Yeah, unless it's more questions. Let's talk about Stanley. It's a a, a comic book secret. You should leave it, just leave it be. Yeah, about the Yeah, typically the age of the user coincides. You know, the more you're interested in your own penis, the less you're interested in comic books. So it's it's reverse. um, I I really enjoyed um, a couple years ago in 2019 when Captain Marvel came out, Stanley's first cameo... uh, I guess it was his first cameo since he passed away yeah. and he was reading the Mallrats script in the yeah. bus, which was set in like LA 90s. So I thought that was really fun. That was nice. Really nice. As well. yeah. Touching. Yeah. Touching. Exactly. Just, just, you know, obviously at the time, I think, I mean, Oh God, I think he would, he would show up to do like little monologues um, sometimes in the X-Men animated series. There'd be like a little thing of him at the end of the episode being like, hey there mm-hmm. true believers blah 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 eat your vegetables or whatever but like to see him in this role i'm like he's really like he, there's heart in what he's saying like he's delivering a solid monologue here mm-hmm. bravo to him um now this movie we, we mentioned that this made me very like nostalgic for uh the era of mall culture which i'm pretty sure doesn't really exist anymore um the company i work for currently has a store in the mall here in uh, West Des Moines. Um, I've been to that store. There are not a lot of people just loitering in the mall anymore. People there to like shopping, get out, and that's about it. Um, well, it is COVID. 
So. Well, I mean, but I haven't been there. Oh, since pre, I'm talking pre, yeah. pre COVID, even things are like just okay. Yeah, the last time right. I was, I mean, it's been like a year and a half since I was last at the mall store. But like, um, you know, when I was there, we didn't see a lot of people in the mall like we used to. I would disagree. I had to go to an Apple store here in Austin and I had to go to that mall. I don't even know where it is. Barton <laughs> Creek Mall. Yes, Barton Creek. I don't even mall. know where the malls are. I think I've been to a mall twice here, maybe three times in yeah. the time that I've been here. Um, and I went on like a Tuesday at 10 because they had like, this is the appointment I could get at the Apple store and it was the closest one. Jesus and Christ. it was like, I'm like, wait, why are there so many people just in this mall on Tuesday at 10 o'clock? Like, does nobody work? It's, I don't know if it's regional or just what the, what the mall has. I mean, um, Oak Brook mall, mall around here is super popular. Is it really? There are people there. Year round, even during the winter, there's people there. And this is an outdoor mall. It's outdoors. It's outdoor. Yeah. So the mall, yeah, the mall here, um, when so for those who don't know i don't think i mentioned it before the company that i work for was bought by american eagle like five six years ago and um the reason they wanted to put a store in the mall here was they were like yeah in general malls are dying everywhere but the mall here is doing great because it's the only mall between omaha nebraska and like the chicago suburbs <laughs> so like if you, yeah if you're from like far western iowa you'll drive two and a half hours to get to this mall because yeah. where the fuck else are you going like it's the only mall if you're like a young person who wants to go like aeropostal or if that still exists like you have to go to this mall to get your back to school clothes and shit but when i was there i'm just like yeah i don't see any of that like i don't see i mean you know we used to spend hours just yeah Ma- mall culture is different for sure yeah but, yeah. yeah and mall i think sure. Yeah, Malcher. Malcher has changed. Yeah, and I Malcher. think that this I don't one like that. Does... I don't like that. <laughs> you Malcher. You like that portmanteau? Yeah. <laughs> portmanteau. Yeah. A portmanteau. Yeah. <laughs> this movie, I think, did like a good job, though, of showcasing the mall, not just like as a place to go to buy shit, but like as its own like ecosystem entirely. Um, I think a lot of like the teen movies have the mall as specifically a place where teen stuff happens. Like it's where you have a makeover montage in Clueless or like where the main character bumps into a love interest or whatever. Um, in this movie, like there are little kids all over this mall. There are old people. We have mall security. Um, there's a lot of stores that would never like interest any teenager or any kid, which is how the mall is. Like it's it's mm-hmm. it's a whole thing. Um, I did take note of some of the funny uh, fake store names that we see kind of at the beginning of the movie in the opening oh scene. one stuck out like a sore yeah yeah uh first, <laughs> a sore something or other uh, <laughs> there was burning flesh tanning salon which i thought Gross. Was really ew. Funny. Ew. um yeah. i don't uh-huh. think this store is real uh popular girl i don't think that's a real thing I I, so. and frankly i don't know if fashionable male is a real thing i no. i always assumed it was because of this I movie think it I don't know if that it is or not. It's a precursor to Men's Warehouse, maybe. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was mm. like a joke on Men's Warehouse. It really could. I did, I, in my whole life, I assumed it was a store that we just didn't have at our mall. So, yes. great movie. Um, there was Rug Muncher's Carpet Outlet, which I think is the one that yep. we kind of... Yep. Why? Why? Why, why not? Why? I mean, why Car- buying carpet, carpet in the mall? Carpet in the mall? <laughs> in the mall. 
Like, oh, carry that. Drug, and when you buy something, when you, yeah, when you buy a new munch, like, yeah, I can't wait to munch some new wheels for my Civic. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! All right! All right! All right! Um, yeah, so they also had uh, Buy Me Toys, which... Buy Me Toys! Buy My Book! Um, buy My Book! <laughs> so, yeah, that... I just I like that they... You know, I think one of my favorite jokes from... Um, if you guys watch The Good Place, if you look in the background, all of the, like, restaurants have pun names. And so, uh, yeah, I always do kind of look in the background at shit like that. And I'm like, they... A lot of the mall store names here are pretty fucking funny. Um um, on the mall ecosystem piece, mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone noticed this, and we're not going to get into the the girls quite as much, I don't think, or fashion, but um, was it Renee who she had like had a different outfit on at every like part? I have a fun fact about that. She oh, does. Okay, what? Uh, Shannon Doherty yeah. had it in her contract oh, Shannon Doherty. to keep her character's clothing. But since it's all shot in one day, she thought it'd be interesting Ooh. to make it seem like she's putting on the clothes that she just bought. So that's, that's where the budget. Like that's where the budget went. Thanks, Shim. That's such bullshit. Oh, because those clothes <laughs> were so stylish. But that's what it was. She just was like, "Let's keep." Yeah, literally right. in every scene, she had a different outfit, and yeah, I was like, five hundred dollar top after five hundred dollar top." Just none of that. Yeah, I mean, clothes are twenty dollar t-shirts. Yeah, clothes aren't cheap at the popular girl. Oh, right, popular girl. Um, I thought you were going to bring up the terrifying mannequin. That oh. So when Gwen is just trying on underwear in the yeah. store, over maybe in, over In front her of a clothes. crowd, basically. No, no, no. Yeah. She, was, she was, I mean... She not pulls under- it on under her skirt yeah. and lifts up her skirt in the process. Multiple. I actually, David, I actually I wrote that know- down. But she like, did buy them, so it's okay. She bought them, do, yeah. Do, do you try on panties and never take them We off? wanted is to that, know, is, is that, a, that thing? a thing? You don't try on, not thongs. Like, I, I, I actually, hate, I actually hate myself for saying panties. That's such a terrible... I hate you too. I hate myself. I hate myself. Um, That's terrible. I, See, Dave, I told you that wasn't a thing. Dave it said wasn't a it thing. was a thing. Like, I, I usually go this. into a... I would go into a changing room. Yeah. Changing room. underpants, though? And try it on. Yes. I, guess, I guess I just feel like of course you would. You're men's human. underwear are different. I guess it's just like you know, know. one size. I buy my underwear and packs off at Amazon. So what do I? I'm not. The- you That's real smart. That's real smart. Oh, like that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That um. Is- but no, in the in the underwear store, they're like talking to the cashier, and then there's like this terrifying mannequin behind the cashier. Yeah. yeah. That has like bright red hair and eyebrows and this weird like mm-hmm. alien it's almost like they took like something from like a spencer's like an alien skin. we're like we need a female mannequin and like it was it, terrifying it's it made up distracted me. it's it's creepy looking i took note of that too i'm like why most mannequins have no face like for this reason alone it was horrifying it didn't even look yeah. human no so, yeah, it was that's the only thing i remembered about the mall ecosystem minus mm-hmm. her trying underwear on in yeah. public yeah now um big kind of turning point or key focus of this movie is the dating show at the end of it um truth or date uh reminded me a lot of a lot of the 90s dating shows i know bob and i uh used to love to watch next on mtv and our favorite was watching gay next on mtv because that was the most next fantastic show good next i love good next Gay next was good yeah porn star next was good all the next 
Yeah, connects to him. Yeah. That was good. If, to, I mean, if it was him. if it was a straight, you know, a, a heterosexual couple on Next is fine, but the the if it's if it's you know a pair of, of a guy on Next judging all these guys on the bus, so fucking mean and so fucking fun to watch that shit go down. <laughs> wow. Um, but we, you know, it this was like was, real life. Just you, they'd swipe and oh, you'd be dismissed. It was it was a precursor <laughs> to something. You guys ever see the girl that fell out of the bus right. on Next? No. She she, she had is some, she okay? She probably not. She had oh, some no. great line about like how I'm all that and then some, or whatever. And then she takes one step and falls down all the stairs in the bus. <laughs> the guy that's there, to date her, okay? like, oh my god, are you okay? <laughs> she like stumbles back up, and then he's like, "Are you all right?" She's like, "Yeah, I'm okay." He's like, "Okay, good." Next. <laughs> I'll try to find that clip and put that's it on fan, Facebook. That's fantastic. It's, it's really, really great. I, I forgot that show. That was brutal. Just walk out and they'd rough. be like, next. Yeah, that was rough. Um, but that that and like Date My Mom and Parental Control, those were all after this era of dating show. The 90s dating shows are my favorites. I'm going to go through some of these here and see if you guys remember them. Obviously singled out. Of course. Yeah, that that was kind of the gold standard um, at this time. Did you guys ever hear the story about how Jenny McCarthy saved MTV? No. Jenny McCarthy saved no. MTV, which is a wild situation. Basically, um, the short version of the story is 1995 was when Single Out started. Um, MTV was kind of in a bit of a identity crisis. They were getting away from playing a lot of videos and going toward more like original programming, and almost all of their shows were failing. They were like, we don't know how to do this. Like, at the time... Um, May I interject a joke really quickly? Yeah, do it. So Jenny McCarthy killed the video star? hey uh, <laughs> Hey! Bing bong! Hello! Hello! Yeah, nice. it, basically, Sorry, like, anyway. all their shows were flopping. They had um, Real World, which was, like, critically acclaimed, but wasn't, like, a rating success. Yeah. And they were just kind of trying to figure out what they were going to do. And so they landed on Singled Out which was their only big breakout success in 95, aside from Beavis and Butthead. But they were like, we yeah. can't just do animation. We have to have like, you know, real life shit. And so um, basically what they realized was no one is watching this show for Chris Hardwick, the host. Everyone's here that to watch. Was the host? Yeah. It was Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Nerd yeah. culture supreme Chris Hardwick was the host of Singled Out. And so they were like, well, people love Jenny McCarthy, like picking her nose and like making fart noises and like bopping around on the stage. And so it was such a huge success that after two seasons of her on the show, MTV gave her her own sketch show mm -hmm. just to like keep her on MTV. I used to um, watch it. I watched it too. And um, if you guys watch uh, My Favorite Murder, there's an episode where Karen Kilgariff is uh, on Jenny McCarthy's show as like an extra. Mm -hmm. Um, she still wound up leaving in 1997 um, but by that point Real World was like a verified hit Daria was on the air, TRL showed up in 98 but like from 95 to 97 single Didn't down this all began with the long story short of it hey, shut up <laughs> it's a good story keep um, it long yeah 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 so there was also Change of Heart um, which was almost as mean you don't know Change of Heart? don't remember that one don't remember oh, yeah. that one I'll make this one really, really short. Legit. Oh, couple we'll comes see. on the show. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> a couple comes <laughs> on the show. They're not getting along. They go on dates with other people. And then at the end of their dates, they come on and like talk about what happened and they decide whether they want to stay together or have a change of heart. Oh, um, I feel like they, we do that. Gotcha now. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I feel like uh, that's 
well, the repeatable premise. Of heart, um, but this way is on TV. Seems pretty evil. It's like, do you guys, do you guys really think you should be together? You having a, you having a change of heart right now? Well, the fun fact here: the rapper, the game, was on Change of Heart and got dumped. He wanted oh, to stay wow. together. She had a change of heart. Um, it's it's game. fucking hilarious. He still has the butterfly tattoo on his face before he took the LA tattoo. Uh, there was Blind Date, which is exactly what it sounds like. Um, Fifth Wheel, which was like the partner of the blind date. Two couples, uh, two oh. girls and two guys go on a date together. Then they just introduce one other sexy single to just blow the whole thing up. Like, it's a good one. That's gotta a good be a one. sexy single, though. Don't let it be yeah. like a. You oh, know, no, no. It's, it's, like, it's, hey, no, it's always somebody who is like ridiculously more attractive than the other two members of their same gender. So, like, if it's two guys that are good-looking dudes, they're going to bring on a guy with, like, a 12-pack. <laughs> like, he, and he has no shirt on. So, here's the fifth wheel. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Then, bring it back. <laughs> there was one other MTV dating show from the time called The Blame Game. I don't think I've ever met anybody who remembers this show. Um, no. It's what they came up with to fill the void left by Singled Out after the one season with Carmen Electra. Because she also was on there after Jenny McCarthy. She blew up and left too. So they had this, like, we need to find something else. Um, Two exes would come onto the show and, like, argue over who was the wrong party that led to their breakup. Oh, shit. It was was presented courtroom style. In court? Yeah. Jesus. It was courtroom style. They had, like, advocates and a judge. All right. And then the, the judge would decide who the winner was, uh, who was like the wronged party in the breakup. The winner would receive a prize vacation somewhere. And here's where it gets nuts. So the loser would be given 15 seconds to literally get down on their hands and knees and beg for forgiveness and apologize for all the bad things that they had done. Uh, the winner would then decide whether to let them go on their way or take their picture and add it to the do not date this blame game loser section of their website. So like you would just have your, your picture put online and like, don't date this piece of shit. <laughs> like that was, yeah, cold blooded, almost as cruel as next. So mm-hmm. there was that. Um, but yeah, watching like the dating show in this movie just made me remember a lot of those shows. And like, we don't really have that anymore. Um, just the bachelor well, but the that's very different uh-huh. like yeah 90 day fiance oh i love that take it to a whole nother level but we don't um, it's, it's the disgusting megan, megan has told us about the 12 dates of christmas i've still not watched it um, oh it's a must do yeah they, i mean we we had they tried to yeah, bring back our dating shows like this uh temptation island there's but no but all those but all those are like they can't touch each other people like I need, I need like a thirty-minute episode where you get a full arc, like um, speed dating, basically. Yeah, like Bravo brought back uh, Blind Date a year or two ago. I didn't watch it, but they had that. Oh, yeah, there you go. that's why. Yeah, well, that's right. why it doesn't exist anymore. You didn't watch it. So I think they also did. Um, oh, what was that one that Chuck Woolery used to host? You know, the one Love Connection. Love Connection. Yeah, they brought that back, and that also <laughs> flopped. I think so. Maybe that's the reason why. Um, who knows? Um, now, I, I did want to uh, jump into our first segment here because, you know, this movie, um, I, I, I said that it rivals Clueless in terms of being well-written, and I will stand by that. But I think okay. we get into some of those. Dana is about to fall out of a fucking chair. The judgment from Dana on this one. You guys. Um, 
let's talk about some of the writing here with some potent quotables. What did you say? Okay. Dana, why are you so mad? Yeah, just because they use big words doesn't mean it's a well-written film. It's not just the big words. There's Uh long There's there's long stretches of words. Yeah, it's just soliloquies for you, soliloquies for me, and then we'll Mm -hmm. see where it takes us eventually. No, I think, yeah, I think the quotes in this movie really uh, sum up what a quality um, film it really is. Thank you, Bobby. Okay. (laughs) Team Bo Bryan. Okay. Um, yeah, go with the first one now. Well, I, I wanted to focus on some of the... Some of the <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now you have to I'll, I'll get one. to it, shit. No, I want to focus on the Brody lines, because like I said, Brody gets the best lines. And uh, yeah, we do have a shared document here that we're all looking at. So Bobby kind of said a landmine there for me. The first line of the movie is, one time my cousin Walter got this cat stuck in his ass. The very first thing you hear, it goes on... Right in the beginning. Right Wonderfully written. This is great. But then here, so I'm surprised they don't show this. The film school. Well, so am I. They might. They may. Um, because they got to get the gerbil out of there somehow, right? Yeah, gerbil out of there. Fantastic. The Brody lines that I wanted to talk about were the ones that, like, really to me, cement him as this kind of aspirational nerd figure. Um. Early on, uh, again, his girlfriend is, is Shannon Doherty, who I have never really had a crush on, but like I know that she was on a lot of dudes' Mount Rushmore's at the time. Um, he says to her, Breakfast come and go, Renee, but Hartford, the whale, they only lose to Vancouver once, maybe twice in a lifetime, like as a reason to bail on her to go on a date because of his Sega game, because he's that much yeah. of a dork. Um, he also says, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play Little League. So again, like he was busy with his comics as a as a, a dorky, you know, tween, and his friends playing sports. And then later on, you know, TS is over here like deeply de- depressed over his girl situation. He goes, "What kind of man are you? I'm talking comics, and you bring up chicks and romance." Like he he very much is exactly who all these like dopey dudes with all their comics really wanted to be at the time. Okay. Yeah, well written. Wait, for, there, the, I said it. for that for that second line, is that when the retort was, I think about that and I cry because I have nothing better to do than to fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. Like, you don't want to know what I do in the bathroom. Monologue. Yeah. Yeah. That monologue Ugh. is very long and like, I don't even, sad. I don't even think you want to know what I think about in the bathroom. Like, yeah, <laughs> I really don't want to know what you think about in the bathroom. You're right. Yeah, and Brian, I think what you mean by well well written. Um, and Brody has all the best lines. And like I said before, this is, it's, it's more well delivered than it's well written. Cause oh. sure they're clever lines and the words are a little bigger than a lot of us were used to using at the time. Um, but it's really his execution because whenever you see TS, uh, Jeremy London, whenever you see him execute one of the same type of dialogue lines it's not the same and he looks like an actor the well the back and forth Um, over the eatery i think that's i i would say the back and forth over the eatery is well written and yeah ts cannot hold up to what brody's doing that's true he Mm. has it's written similarly as though they're on the same level and i do believe it much more out of brody than i do out of ts it's a good point 
Yeah, like I think yeah, I had a note. Got some of them. Yeah. Yeah, that was just kind of like, I don't know, this London twin just ain't ain't. You could like see the effort on his face trying <laughs> to remember like the like the solilo- soliloquy. There you go. Is that two people? Whatever. Um, no, he needed one. to like. There's one where they're at the flea market, and I'm just like, oh, the heavy yeah. lifting, the heavy yeah. lifting. His mm-hmm. brain. He's not uh, the true. The flea market scene. Fantastic stuff there. Fantastic stuff. Like yeah, I, stuff. I did laugh really hard when she ate some her nipples. Yeah, she did. Yeah. At the very end, I'm like, okay, it works yeah. every time. Wow. Like, I literally you- wrote that she eats the third nipple. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, she's probably going to have others come in later on during the day. Just leave it on. Yeah. Well, or just, or like, maybe you apply every time. Do you think oh, it's sure. like a, what do you think it is? Like salami? Pepper. Or like I mean, a, I mean, it's a piece of bubble gum, like wrapped in a, like a nice nipple oh, shape. Okay. I guess yeah, I just yeah, I assume that they had like, you know, like if you go to a, a bachelorette party, everything is penises. I just kind of figured like it had like a pack of edible nipples that are like yeah. gummy. You just take them some gummy nipples. Yeah, Spencer would have edible nipples. They've run out of gummy nipples and have to special order those. Yeah, special order. Um, What? (laughs) There was a line. There was a line that made me laugh. I don't know why it made me laugh so hard, but uh, Mr. Svenning's assistant comes in when they're all standing in the back, and he says, uh, "Mr. Svenning has come down with a sudden case of diphtheria," and it made me laugh (laughs) so hard. I, I don't know why it's it, it's probably the Oregon Trail in me. Yeah, where yeah. you just hear about somebody getting diphtheria, and that's a, it's all because he licked his fingers after he ate the oh, he the uh, asshole juice covered uh, pretzels. Stink yeah, stink the palm. stink palm pretzels. Yeah, and that was oh. enough to give him a deadly disease that killed people by the thousands in the eighteen sixties and seventies. Diphtheria. Yeah, yeah. 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 that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. My God. Yeah. Um, I thought Jay had a couple of good lines too. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much everything you said is <laughs> potent, uh, potent, quotable. Quotent, Do it, quotable. Doug. It's a fantastic yeah. line. He's like, because he's not really Doug. He's just like, yeah. yeah, Doug, you're not Doug. I know you're not Doug. Why is he saying that? Everything he said, the fatty boom, batty blunt. As soon as we get out of here, we're gonna smoke, smoke a bowl. Look at yeah. me, look at me, you sloppy bitch. I didn't like that he kept calling him fat all the time. Um, but sometimes it was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, look at me, look at me, you sloppy bitch. That was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, just screaming yeah, at him. You know what? Now that I'm like thinking about this, I think I would have given this a better rating if I was high watching it. Well, that would have helped. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I'm going to say I yes. I can't imagine if, it would if the edible nipple gummy was... Something that I could have and it'd be a, a gummy or something else. Yeah, we, I think we'd all appreciate that. Um, I just have one that I liked from Willem, who is uh, Ethan Suffley looking at a magic eye, because I used to struggle with magic eyes as a child. Oh, um, never knew him. Yeah, oh, everybody else sees the sailboat, but Ethan Suffley is trying to see it for like a week. He brought a lunch. He's camped out all day. These little kids show up and this little girl goes, oh, it's a scooter. And he says, you dumb bastard. Dumb bastard. It's not a scooter. It's a sailboat. It's a sailboat. It's a scooter. Listen. Incredible. I'll tell you what, that's just a solid this little girl a dumb bastard. Dumb bastard. And he's, and he's so proud <laughs> of himself in that moment. That's yep. very proud. 
you idiot. Um, yeah. No, Dana, you had trouble with magic, right? <laughs> Bob, you see, you can never see them. I had, like, even with this, I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. for a minute, I, <laughs> I thought I saw it and got really excited. I saw it. Okay. But then guess what? I didn't. There's no, nothing Bob. on it, though, I think. You have to really <laughs> relax. I have never known Bob to really relax. No, you can't, you can't do that. I also the have eyes... a, a contact, contact eye glasses type situation. Absolutely. Yep. Listen, I first and foremost, I remember very clearly there was a magic eye kiosk in Fox Valley. Um, it was right outside of the KB Toys. I remember that when Ooh. KB Toys existed. And I had a bunch of magic eye books. Like, that was my shit as a kid. Uh, I was a big loser as a kid. Magic eye, devil sticks. I was good with a yo-yo. Like I was, I got good at football later in life. But <laughs> when I was young, uh, all of the all, <laughs> all of the hopeless arts, <laughs> right? The useless skills. But like yeah. I, not only um, did I used to obsess over magic eye, I had several of the books. To this day, I can independently cross one eye, like either one of them, because of magic eye. Like, I, I spent so much time looking at them as a kid. I have pretty good eye control now. Um, See, so yeah, I, I can cross an eye because of that. So this this spoke to me, and yes. What do you, you what do you use that for? Um, if I make a funny face. <laughs> My son likes it. So that's basically it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm doing it right now. You guys might be able to see on the Zoom that I have one eye. There's a bit no, of the glare. glare. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll post it on our Facebook page. It's, Take off them glasses, baby. Let's believe see. Believe me, it happened. Yeah. Uh, I'll, horrible I'll do it superpower. Don't I'll do, do it. Later on. Do um, okay. Right. Now, at its core, technically speaking, this is a rom com, I guess. Mm. <laughs> so we should probably jump into some love at first semester. Um, oh, just oh. really quick, though, because you've never seen Chasing Amy. I've not. I kept being like, this is banky. Like, you. They are just so obviously the prototypes mm -hmm. that lead to Chasing Amy that it's like, it was really, I just kept being like, why are we doing this? We already did this better in Chasing Amy. So I right. should watch Chasing Amy. I think it's the only Kevin Smith movie I've not seen. And yeah. it like kind of ties into the love stuff because there's like a whole thing in that movie. Okay. But, okay. So, anyway. But you're chasing line, Amy. Amy. You're chasing Amy. Also, watching watching Chasing Amy in 2021 uh, is is a little a little different. It is. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, you'll get there. Okay. So the the first question that I want to toss out here: uh, Do we think TS was right to be upset with Brandy to begin with? No. No. Is that you? No. You know, I don't really know the backstory. <laughs> if you saw the extended edition, he had no right to be mad. Oh, okay. No okay. right to be mad. But since you don't, you have no idea. Right. So Yeah, there's, like, there's, yeah. there's literally no lead up other than like, hey, I'm going to pick you up for Florida. And she, yeah. you know, you, yeah. you made this other girl look fat. And so now, or my father's fat. My father's really pissed at you, TS, but we don't know why. I'm like, you would. Well, because that girl died. You would. Yeah. That girl died and, um, and some other stuff. <laughs> Mid-backstroke. Yeah. Aye, Our aye. 700th lap. Um, mm. I, I, I do kind of feel like he was right to be upset with her. Um, what? Well, I will explain. I, oh, okay. So, uh, yes. Get your wife on the pod now. <laughs> now. <laughs> so, yes, 
like he's the reason that she had to go on the dating show but i really feel like she could have like called him and told him what was up or even like in that moment where he came over there like reassured him that she wasn't really gonna go out with the winner she was like doing a favor for her dad or whatever she was basically like yeah i'm gonna go on like a date with this guy maybe leave you for him i don't know like that Did was she? the vibe she did not say i don't, that, but I don't think that was the vibe Oh, she needs I, to not say it. Well, oh, she did, like, she, no, she doesn't need to do anything. I'm just saying, like, if, if I was dating somebody, if I was ready to propose to somebody, and I show up to take her on our romantic getaway, and she's like, oh, by the way, I'm not doing that. Instead, I'm going to go on the dating show. And I'm not going to say I'm not going to go on a date with the winner. I'd be like, well, that, uh, that bothers That's me. That's not what she, she's like. I am filling in because the girl who's supposed to be on my dad's show, which is a very big deal for him, killed her, like accidentally died because you told yeah. her cameras make her look fat. Wow. She's right. just going yeah, and on Brian, a TV it bothers, show. It bothers you. I noticed you didn't think about how she feels. Right. Well, I'm not. TF this is for the love pod. We'll get into the. <laughs> I will say, like, this is is another moment where, like, if there was a cell phone, like, we could feel different about it. Like, texted about this the whole time. Yeah, he probably was like running around, like, not been at home, you know, like packing shit, whatever. And and he like gets there, and he's like, well, well, crap. This is, you know, like, you you ruined the plans. I've been like trying to pack and like do this trip, but like, if there was a cell phone. We would have texted and then he would have been mad, but like he wouldn't have and just know. And been yeah. Like, yeah, and not and not had to go through all that. And he's yeah, you could have just been like, Hey, bro, bad news. She died. Dude, she died. <laughs> but then <laughs> yeah. you have to wait till the next morning and then your non refundable universal tickets they just gotta go to waste. That is Sorry. a point. That's a point. Um, yeah. now, time. I this has become kind of a regular feature at this point because I don't know how uh, teenage girls react to things. Would Megan or Dana, would you guys have taken TS back after his big grand gesture? What is the grand gesture? Him like scheming his way to get onto the dating show. And then I guess verbally accosting her um, yes. on the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, is that a grand so gesture? I believe, or, yeah, I attack. believe the grand gesture well, you know, was... The grand gesture was the proposal. Yeah, the the grand gesture was causing it Mm. was causing the downfall of her father, getting two innocent guys stoned, another innocent guy punched. Um, What did he do again? This all would have worked for you guys, right? He gave her dad diphtheria. That's Brody, but also like he doesn't like he apologized. The other guys too high. Um, I don't really think he did apologize. I. My, my yeah i don't i don't know that he did um i think if we don't know then he didn't <laughs> i had in yeah. my notes um I, again because i think i wrote this many times i guess on the other pages but it starts with again not the best way to win a girl back like well, yeah he's like evil Among to her like yeah he's mean to her the whole time and like ruined the, her father's life diabolical her father, her yeah. father will never be on a television program ever again after this. Career is over. And, what happened? And he has diphtheria. <laughs> he has <laughs> diphtheria. He might die. I mean, if, if, um, if he doesn't get vitamin yeah. C and other nutrients, I don't know what gives. Is it just poop? Is it poop? <laughs> is it the poop particles? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's got to be the poop particles. No, you're listeria, diphtheria. Those okay. are, listeria comes from uh, lettuce. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think right. 
diphtheria comes from dookie yep, with the dookie. d yeah dookie. there you go um, now, was this, uh, we've, we've mentioned before that in high school, I was king grand gesture. Is the marriage proposal too grand of a gesture for these characters? Megan. So, um, I, I don't know what it is, but there's like the idea of throwing around marriage proposals is like a, <laughs> sometimes a thing that it's a weird trope. guys do. Yeah. Um, that has happened to me and it's been like wait hold on you not, got you had a proposal thrown at your way just willy-nilly not like willy-nilly but just like we should get married and i'm like we're 18 or we're like 22. <gasps> was it like, cowboy hat yeah i mean there was conversations it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> no. a marriage proposal <laughs> all right it wasn't a marriage proposal okay but like all right all right and then my ex-husband wanted to get married like when we were sophomores in college and I just, all of these, like the, if you're like jumping to marriage, I feel like it's a very, it's not real. Yeah. 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 That's Most of the time, where, yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Like, number one, these are, these are younger people. These are college students. Apologies to any of our listeners who got married in college. Don't get married in college. Like that's, well, that's young. May I? I think I've told you about the proposal my fiance did to his first wife. We talked they about were, it. I forgot what it was. They're like in her dorm room, like laying in her bed, and he just goes, uh, like, so? Or some bullshit. We're just like, what <laughs> do you think? And like, open the door huh? to ring or something. How are you doing? <laughs> you know, with the idea of marrying me. Yeah. And how she you was doing? like, I think either he was about to graduate and she was still in college, but it was like, yeah, it was just kind of like a, so I guess this is what happens next. Like, eh? Oh, eh? God. Like, yeah, I remember you being like, you better do better <laughs> this time around. Like, you better, you better. Find your do words, better. my friend. Yeah. I I think my my problem with the proposal is twofold. Like, number one, they're too young for this shit. Like, just don't don't get How old married. are they? Do, well, I mean, do they're in know? college still. I don't think we know. But are they? I'm going to say, like, yeah. Well, yeah. Cause when they, they could be when 37 they, and still living at home. Well, no, because they No, when they announced, I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. When they announced Brandy on the dating show, they mentioned that she goes to was she at Rutgers or was that Gill? Montclair they, State, maybe. Montclair State. Yeah, they mentioned that she's in college. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was. Uh, I thought they said Monmouth State, and I was like, Monmouth State doesn't Monmouth exist. State. It's like Montclair, Monmouth College uh, that became Monmouth University, and it's not far from where I grew up. Okay, Jersey. Could be there. Um, so yeah, I we know it, it feels a little bit young for me for this, and then number two. And maybe this is in the extended version. With this kind of character, usually you'd establish really early on, like her main problem with their relationship is that TS is not giving her a real commitment. Or like all of her friends are married and they're going nowhere or something. Like, I don't think we were giving any reason to believe that Brandy wanted to marry TS at all. <laughs> like it just, it just seemed like he's obviously down, but I, I don't understand. We were not I mean, giving- He doesn't seem to have any like prospects. Like, does he have a job? Not that I know of. Maybe he's yeah, like. I think. Okay. Maybe he's super smart, and we and we, we just don't know that he's like a physicist or some shit. He's like it's not in his last year of college, or no, no, he's not. I don't know. No. Nope. I think you're right, guy, though. It's that person. It's like the the conversations I've had in this arena at an early age. It was like, oh well, we love each other, and like we really like how things have been going for the past like X months or X years. So mm-hmm. like clearly we should get married, and I'm like, well. That's not how my Clearly? brain, like, <laughs> brain processes. It's like, yep. like, no, 
maybe we'll get married, but like, let's like grow up and have, you know, like have some yeah. responsibility and stuff. Yeah. There's still a teen on the end of my age. I don't know if that's a, yeah. a great idea. Um, <laughs> now, if we're, if we're a little bit thrown off by the dynamic with, uh, with TS and Brandy, I think Brody and Renee, that feels like a much more obvious reason to break up. Um, yeah. Brody's got no ambition and he's not even yeah, like, nice to Renee. <laughs> yeah, nothing going on. I can't leave that dude. I don't judge her at all for that. No, he, he's yeah, built his clean. room. No, he's built his room in the basement around like a cool bar that could be like a nice basement. But no, he lives there and ruins everything. But his mom's like, God, God I want you to leave so bad. So I can yeah. have a sweet, you know, swinger basement going on. But uh, yeah, he's he's a child. He has a lot of growing up to he's do. He's a man child for sure. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. I think I wrote that in my notes. Yeah, man child. Yep. He's yeah, he's a, a Seth Rogen man child over here. Um, Built yeah. boy. I will say though, this is not unrelated to love, love at first semester, but I have to stick, you know, throw it in there. Um, so Gen Z has been coming real hard at us millennials about our side parts. Heard about that? And I will Z's say that everyone, everyone in this parts. movie had a straight middle part. So. Yep. Yep. But I, well, these are Gen Xers, though. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is Gen X. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gen X. Was... They, they are lit, yo. It's Liddy. Are we? Are we cool mm, now? Yeah. No. I kind of. I kind of hate what you're saying. So. Yeah, I hate it yeah. too. I don't like it at all. <laughs> but I, you know, I thought it was also weird um, that Renee like wrote this whole breakup letter brought it over with her, spent the night with Brody, planned to go to breakfast with him, and then just, like, threw the letter at him on the way out. Yeah. Unless yep. she, like, carried this letter around for weeks, like, waiting for Oh, the- 100%. Yeah. Maybe. She wrote yeah. this months ago. I'll give him yep. one more well, shot. So long as he's not completely ridiculous in the morning, and he <laughs> just wakes up and like, I'm going to play. It's like that text that you have ready to go. Exactly. And then, oh man, yeah. yeah. I don't have except one of those. this is just—it's oh, a letter. I don't have one of those. You're gonna play um, one. video games? Or are we gonna talk and go to breakfast like, to be normal oh, people? No. Okay. Wait. Okay. No. Okay. Nope. That's a thing. Yep. You're right, Megan. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I don't have any of those in my life. We definitely there was a time, because you know we were single for a long time. Yeah. Um, there was a time where a particular female friend of me and a certain roommate she gave us like a real quick just like bullet list of how to get in break up get out and just not really hurt a lot of feelings and kind of keep it just keep it simple just like if you hit these points you're gonna be fine um (laughs) you know and i do remember it was just a shared document he and i had all right every now and then see see my thing was always just to like the cleanest possible break. I I think we should break up and never talk to each other ever again, and then just leave it at that. Well, and keep in mind, I whose thing was to to do it, but then go out to dinner with them afterwards, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. cry in public, and then <laughs> go back and do it again. Feeling bad, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and then Opposite and then ask room. me for advice, and I'm like, <laughs> I, can't I don't have any advice for you, man. Do it, do it a different way. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. one I no, 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 no. Um, now so I, the, I, yeah, I, I did want to see. Um, you know, did we have? How did we all feel about uh, Renee getting back with Shannon like so quickly after this breakup? It seemed pretty quick. Is that what happened? Fine. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, she broke up with him and then was dating Shannon an hour later at the mall. Oh, sorry, sorry. I forgot who Shannon. I thought because Shannon Elizabeth. Shannon Doherty. Shannon Doherty. No man should ever be named Shannon. I'm just saying. I leaned toward What do you mean, Shannon's? I was like, no, she doesn't get back with Brody. So sorry, it's getting late, guys. I'm tired. You're very old. Getting with Shannon so quickly. Yeah, like she. It, it feels to me like they were dating, they had been yeah, on some dates before she actually it's finally like a made revenge the revenge thing. It's a revenge thing, but I mean, like, you're, it, it felt to me like she was, she had two boyfriends for some period of time. I, mean, I think it was maybe uh, boy Shannon had been hitting <laughs> on uh, Shannon Darty. Uh-huh. And like, you know, because I was at the mall and he Wait, worked and Renee? like, yeah, Renee. Renee sorry. Yeah. So Ben Affleck was hitting on Shannon Dart. I think just maybe like making entreaties to her at the mall because he knows Brody's a piece of shit. And then I think when they're finally she becomes available, it's like I seize my moment because that's his whole thing. He likes girls on the rebounds. He really to does. have sex with them in mm-hmm. uncomfortable places. Yeah, like back of a Volkswagen. Yeah, and no judgment. I mean, at the end of the day, he's Ben Affleck. You know, <laughs> come on, look what she was working with before. And uh, she knew she could. She knew it was probably low consequence. Happened to meet his mother too. And she's like, oh, yeah. you know, it's kind of you're looking to fill that thing that that person who two seconds ago you were with didn't have. Makes total sense. No judgment. He's Ben Affleck. <laughs> was Ben Affleck wearing a sweatpants suit? No, or a felt that suit? Was, it, was, it was a blazer with Le- really, really, really big slacks. Right. Yeah. And the material you're thinking of is velour, Megan. <laughs> okay. it, it like my Italian American heritage. Yeah, not all the velveteen. All the pant material. There was a lot of material which makes it seem lot. more flowing like a like a Those nice. Those pants are back, you guys. I'm not even joking. Yeah. They belong really to the color me bad really video. Should. Yeah, unbelievable. That's sad. Uh, so um there, there was a really quick thing that I don't know that we can avoid talking about here. Uh, what's your problem? Uh, can we talk about Trish the dish real quick? Because we, we can, we can. <laughs> I would just like to touch again. Didn't like we can call him fat. Um, kept calling him a fatty, making fun of him for being fat. Yeah, the fat like shaming that. of Southern Bob was unfortunate. Um, yeah. On the scale of things that are that are problematic, way down there below a 15-year-old <laughs> sex expert who has yeah. sex with as many yeah. guys as possible well, expert. for yeah. search purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, um, she looked 42. She looked 42. Yeah. That was she not just... a 15-year-old. <sighs> Thank she... God it wasn't a 15-year-old. That was not a uh, 40, I don't know about 42. She looked, uh, 42. She looked older than 15. The whole thing was Why just was that upsetting. the plot point? Yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't Ben Affleck needed just to be restrained at the end for some reason. And How about the just state police shoplifting? See, yeah. That would have been fine too. Or, in, instead of statutory rape, maybe. But you know what? They figured out statutory rape worked. Statutory rape in the butt with a new kids on the block fetish. That he's yeah, doing. Oh yeah, we you are. are. Wait, you, that's call me you're, Joey. You're, you you want to yeah. call me Joey? Call me, call me oh, Joey. Shit. Who's your favorite new kid? Donnie. Donnie. <laughs> yeah, like that. Oh, that was wild to me. It, the, the reveal of like what she's doing was so nonchalant that it threw me off. Where it's like, 
oh, do, do you want to fuck TS? Oh my God, what are you doing? Oh, it's okay. She fucks everybody. This is her whole thing. Oh, blowjobs. Yeah. Like, oh my God, like, stop. <laughs> this is a 15 year old girl. Like, knock it off. They're like, assholes. 15. Yeah. Assholes to everyone. I think I wrote, none of the guys are redeemable in my notes. They're bad people. They're a Stanley. Damn. They're bad. <laughs> Stanley. Stanley was fine. Wait, yeah, wait, Look at that wait, beautiful couple over there. Yeah, this. Hang on, let's this, think for a minute. There's no big none? red brick dick in there. That's, no, it's none. a beautiful couple over there. Yeah, yeah beautiful couple. Stanley. What about, what about Gil? You don't know yeah. enough about Gil. Yeah, I think, I, think real he, I think he can be redeemed. Oh, for Silas. All for Gil. All for Gil. <laughs> She got a $20,000 advance from Pendant Publishing. That's mm-hmm. a Seinfeld reference, Seinfeld which I joke. thought was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Amazing. I, need to try to, I need to try to get um, a screenshot of her oh, you're right. calendar. Because, yeah. like, oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't, like, write down all the stuff that was on it, but it seems yeah. like she's basically banging at least one every day. Yeah, it's a system where it's, like, Here's if I go down on him. Here's if he goes down on me. Here's yes. if I text outside. I'm just like, this is a did, lot. How much attention did y'all pay to that schedule? Not enough. Um, I don't know. Enough I to notice a lot of sex she's having. Bob, you got no, to just, Yeah, I got a good I got a good look. They were not. Did, did, did Bob get a good look? Not as they many eyelashes get, as there should have been. They, they just kept <laughs> stacking crimes on top. Because number one, her parents letting this happen. Totally down with it. They're, oh yeah, oh, oh, of course they know, and it's fine. No, why, it's not. Why couldn't they just make her eighteen? Like, right. why did 18, it have to? Be? It could have been that simple. It could have well, been. But, that but no, but if she's eighteen, it doesn't make any sense anymore because then it's not a crime that right. Affleck is is you know. But I mean, her can't back you do like seventeen or like I? J- I don't. I don't know or, what. You, I don't know. Or what, like eighteen without like consent, like. I yeah, think fifteen. You, you can't even drive. Yeah, I, you have to. You have Is to it maybe they the wanted it set in New Jersey and they had to look at like what the age was in New Jersey at the time and make it one year uh, maybe. lower? Maybe. I just, I just kind of feel like hopefully, if you're gonna have this character, uh, you can't. <laughs> I think is my, is my big takeaway. Like here. it literally to Dana's point earlier, this character had you. You could have had a whole character with a whole nother plot line that was not nearly as problem- problematic and you would still had been able to like resolve the issue. Sure. Yeah, there were there were easier mm-hmm. ways to do this than with Trish the dish. And I also feel like um, the, the weirdest part to me was that her parents were on board with it because like 15 is young as shit. That's not like yeah. 17 about to go to college. 15 is young. Like right. if this was if she was like a grad student at Rutgers or like Princeton majoring in like, you know, human sexuality, whatever, okay, I could see her parents being like, Yeah, uh, it's kinda weird, but you know, if you're a grad they, student. Fifteen is did, young. It was young, but they did say that she was like about to graduate. So she was like, Doesn't a make it any better to me. Age. <laughs> like, yeah, um, sophomore age, having sex with a grown men around the clock. Yeah, it just seemed interesting now because she says she films it all and then like outside. I'm like, what are you yeah. secretly oh, filming yeah. people? Tripod. Because then that's not okay. Set a tripod up. In a fascinating <laughs> angle, when they showed the video, I'm like, this is like face on. Yeah. And she's just like, yeah. if she no had face. a phone, if she had a cell phone. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm going to talk about it. She'd be on her phone yep. taking her notes. But, but instead, it's just like, 
and he's just doing weird shit, talking weird shit. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, really not one not one element of her existing in the film is acceptable. No, none of it. Not <laughs> not not even a little bit. Um but uh you know, one of the things that we do like to do on this pod is kind of take a look at a, a minor character and see if this was the peak of their whole career or kind of the start of big things. And so it is time for an IMDB deep dive. And you guys Oddly enough, we are diving on Renee Humphrey, Trish the Dish. Look at what her whole career looks like here. So um, she's had She's had 33 total credits. Uh, this is her 16th. So a, a decent career, a decent amount of work. Um, her career started in a 1992 TV show called Tequila and Bonetti. I don't know what that is. I assume it's like Franklin like and Bash. <laughs> like I don't I know. Or oh, Sacco and it Sounds Benzetti. like you made it Sacco up. Sacco and Benzetti. Right? Oh, I, I Rizzoli and Isles. Rizzoli like, and Isles. Exactly. Yeah. You made up the show. Yeah, I have no up. idea. She played a runaway, so I don't know uh, what. It, it sounds like a procedural to me. Um, she was in an episode of Seinfeld. She was in an episode of The Wonder Years. Um, she was Ooh. in a CBS after school special called Big Boys Don't Cry, which I really want to know what that's oh. about. Um, she did a couple of uh, like other procedurals. She was in The Heat of the Night, which I only know because that theme song is pretty fucking dope. And then she was mm -hmm. in The Commish, which I only know from a King of a Hill joke. Um, she was uh, in Mallrats 95. Then after that, she did Diagnosis Murder. Um, she was Ooh. in a movie called Chicks, man. It's literally Chicks, comma, man. I don't know what the fuck oh. that is, but it sounds awful. Uh, she reprised her role, um, of course, in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Then she was in a bunch of other movies I haven't heard of that don't even have like fun titles to make fun of or talk about. Um, she is currently <laughs> reprising her role again for Twilight of the Mall Rats, which... It has to be due out relatively soon. No. Wait, is no. that a real thing? Yeah, it's it, a sequel. To there have been Rats. rumors since 2016, and they just keep pushing really? it back and back okay. and back and back. Now it's I've got. Heard about it a lot for a while. It's got Kevin Smith's daughter in it. It's got one of her friends in it, and then they got Shannon Doherty to come back. It's yeah. We'll see. Uh, it's a real yeah. we'll see kind of a situation. If it ever happens, she's she yeah. has she's confirmed that she will be playing that role in it if it does ever come out. So. It sounds like another like say Jane Silent Bob Strike Back the reboot, which yeah. I think his daughter's in that as well. I hope it's. I hope the mall's oh. not too sad. I because I mean, if it's happening, Twilight of the Mall Rats, it has to be. I think it's going to be a sad. sad mall that's going to make me sad, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah, it's we'll one of those like abandoned malls in Cleveland or whatever is. is my yeah, I thought it was them just going to be hanging out in like an Amazon chat room, <laughs> trying I, to I, I, keep I, track uh, of their inventory. I'm pretty sure the main character is Brody's daughter, which I'm like, why are we doing that? Yes. <laughs> why, are we, why are we making it relative? It's just people go to the mall. It doesn't have to be Brody's daughter going to the mall. It's not like going to the mall is a family trait. It is. But, uh, so yeah, that's Renee Let's Humphrey. Let's go to um, the mall. Let's go to the mall, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Jessica. Come on, Tori. Tori. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, you look really confused. Wait, we can move on. Robin's we can move on. 
you won't be sorry. That's right. Yes. Prime Minister Brian Mulroney. All right, guys. Wait, away. is this how you... <laughs> Gonna rock your mind. Yeah, Robin yeah. Sparkles? Robin it's, Sparkles. It's, okay. Yeah. It's not a public domain yet. You might want to be careful. Yeah. I got We only there. did, we did less than five second snippets. Fuck them. Yeah, we did a little, little bit of Fuck them. Yeah. Eight um, bars? Yeah. Yeah. So guys, That's all you get. That does bring us uh, to the end of the episode, which just like the end of the school year means it's time to hand out some superlatives. Uh, yet again, why is it that every fucking movie we pick has like a little postscript which reveals what they do after the movie's over? Stop fucking, you're ruining the whole shit. I can sing the Weezer song if you like while you do them. It's, it's completely yeah. up to you. Yeah. Oh, oh then I need in the Thank you, Dan. world. That's, that's five seconds. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. All right. So um, <laughs> Willem is most likely to suffer an emotional breakdown over whether the dress is black and blue or white and gold. I think. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even over that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gwen is most likely to be an amazing wingman. She talks him up really big time to Brandy in that moment. Like she did him a real, yeah. a real mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Um, Trisha is most likely to turn her research into a scathing indictment of American society's over-sexualizing of young girls. Mm. Mm-hmm. Brandy is most likely to scream, Daddy, I love him. <laughs> That's for yeah. sure. That's the point with yeah. those two. Yeah. Renee is most likely to conspicuously <gasps> drop hints about fashionable male whenever Brody starts fucking up. Yes. Brody is most likely to really judge people who only know Marvel through the MCU. Like, he's going to mm-hmm. hate those. He would be mm-hmm. so miserable on this time. <laughs> he would hate everything mm-hmm. going on right now. Mm-hmm. And T.S. is most likely to avoid any future interaction with Brandy's dad from now on. I don't Smart. Know Which would be weird. Yeah, that'd be tough. Yeah, ruin a tough. career. So, like, yeah. yeah, a lope, I guess. Um, the next movie is Dana's pick. Dana, what did you settle on? Okay, first of all, I just want to correct that I said last time that Kevin Smith went to one of the Middletown high schools. He didn't go to North or South. You had a lot South. of confidence with that. He went to Henry Hudson, and I Henry always forget Henry Hudson exists. So that's my bad. <laughs> I forget, which I shouldn't. It's another small school like my high school. So <laughs> How dare you? I'm so sorry, Kevin. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my pick, uh, I'm still torn. So Brian, pick a number between one and three, like one, two, or three. I one can and sing the Natalie and Brilliant song Torn if I'm going to be a So many different numbers to see from. Yeah, I'll pick three. You pick three? All right, we're doing road trip. Yes. All right. Ooh. Okay. Finally. Yes. Yeah. All right. I know, I, I know I never picked that one. <laughs> Let that go past me. Lead That's actor early, Tom Green. Yeah. No, it's lead actor Brecken Myers. Brecken Myers. Hey, it's bitch. a connection. Yep. Yes, there Thomas you go. Green is in that movie. Though. Wait, what was number one? I don't. These are other options. I might pull out of the oh, okay. bag of tricks. I am genuinely curious too, though. I should, wow. All right. You can put in the chat. What one and two? No, I'm not telling you. I might pick one of those other two movies <laughs> next time. All right. Well, Road Trip's going to be fun. I haven't seen it since college. That's going to be a fun one to rewatch. Guys, that does it for this week. Uh, If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate, leave us a five-star review. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RecappingGownPod, R-E-C-A-P-N-G-O-W-N-P-O-D, and join our Facebook group, Recapping Gown Fan Club. Um, We'll keep the discussion there uh, going all week. I'm going to post that picture of me crossing one eye since 
the glare of my glasses ruined it for my co-hosts here. <laughs> um, if you guys have any fun memories of this movie from back in the day or any thoughts about something we talked about this week, we'd love to hear from you in there as well. Um, but if you didn't like what you heard, then just like that kid sitting on the escalator, hope your pants get caught in a bloodbath ensues. Oh. Take it easy, millennials. We'll see you <laughs> next week. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now